Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in a little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it will be to live more simply. Thank you for joining me today as I sit here recording this podcast. It is freezing. And I'm sure that most of you out there are in the thick of this polar vortex or whatever they're calling it, but it's cold. And for those of you listening in a nice warm place, I'm jealous. (laughs) Actually, it's a beautiful sunny day here, albeit cold. Um, And we were out with our chickens and our goats this morning, making sure they were surviving the negative temperatures. And so far, everybody's doing just fine. So I know it's even colder in some other places. I mean, we're at like, you know, wind chills of negative 20. But I know there's people out there that's when chills of negative 60 and whatever it is it's cold so I'm praying by the time you hear this you'll be thawing out and just think in a few months we'll be talking about spring actually wait what in March we'll be talking about spring so it's coming Um, hang on which actually is a great thing because that's what my topic today is about hang on homeschooler so we're going to talk about uh burnt out and you know how how to move forward when you feel like you just can't anymore if you're a homeschooler out there who maybe you're new and you're feeling overwhelmed maybe you've been doing this a while and you're just burnt out we're going to talk about all that stuff and I'm going to tell you to hang on homeschooler so before we get started I will thank our podcast sponsor Apologia Apologia is an amazing Christian publisher they have homeschool curriculum helps for parenting Bible studies, go check them out at apologia.com. So like I said, today's episode will be a homeschooling episode. I know not everyone who listens to the podcast is a homeschooler, but even when I um, am talking about homeschooling, I would hope that if you listened anyway, you would still find some good nuggets in there that would encourage you because generally you can apply all of these things to whatever it is in your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be homeschooling. Um, but if there's something out there that's burning you out, this may certainly encourage you as well, homeschooler or not. So today I'm titling this episode, Hang On Homeschooler. And why did I say that? Because I think most of us at some point in our homeschooling journey have felt the need to quit or to throw in the towel or to have someone just say it's going to be okay and I want to be that person today to tell you hang on it is going to be okay and I say that as we have now entered the final home stretch of our homeschooling journey for my oldest we're not nearly done yet with our homeschooling um career but with my oldest we started out in kindergarten if you haven't heard the story go listen to the unlikely homeschooler in the archives that'll tell you all about our story of how we began this journey why we began um, and really explain to you you know what a big and difficult challenge it was for me that first year so here we are started out with my oldest entering kindergarten saying we would homeschool for one year get it out of my system 
and we're getting ready to graduate high school in just a few months. I am seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, which is why I really feel like I can actually record this episode and say, you know, hang on, because we've done it. We did it. I mean, we have a few months left to go, but we're, we're there. And the exciting thing is we not only will be graduating my oldest in June, she is enrolled officially in college in the fall. And I've sort of alluded to it a few times on here and um, on my other social media about how it's been kind of difficult, this figuring out what to do afterwards journey. And I will have to do an entire podcast episode to tell you the whole story because it's really a cool story um, to see how it has all come to the end now. We have a plan. She's enrolled in a college. We completely surrendered it to God and we have seen him work. So we officially are almost done with this journey for our oldest, which is incredible. And it has been a journey. I'll tell you that much. Um, If you've read my book called Home, um, that book is all about how I have let God lead me on this journey. And truly, you know, I can say 100% without a doubt, that is really the only way to approach this journey and do it well. Um, Because when we don't do that is when we get to the point where we're saying, I'm burnt out, I'm going to throw in the towel, I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe you're saying, why on earth am I even doing it? Which, by the way, I did a podcast episode on that, I think two weeks ago. You can check the archives and I'll link to it in the webpage for this episode. But that one was called, why on earth are you homeschooling? (laughs) Because we've all asked ourselves that question along the way. Or someone may have asked us that question along the way. I think I've asked myself and been asked that one. So, you know, we all get to that point where we just want to throw in the towel. For me, I'm going to tell you, um, my second year of homeschooling, I believe it was, I went and looked at the local Christian school. I was ready to throw in the towel so soon. And so I want to talk about number one, why do we get to that point? Now, this is one thing I want to stress. We will all get to that point. I am pretty much guaranteeing you 99.999% that that many people will at some point want to put their kids on the school bus (laughs) or, you know, say, I don't want to do this anymore. And I think it happens to every single homeschooler. But you know what? It's not a um, um, something that homeschoolers are immune to or anyone is immune to. I think no matter what you do in this life, it could be homeschooling, it could be a job, it could be public schooling, it could be anything that you do is going to be a struggle, a challenge, and we're always going to ask ourselves at some point, am I getting burned out? So it's let's just look at it for what it is and say, you know what? This is a normal occurrence. This happens to most people. And so when it does happen, you're not like, oh my goodness, why is this happening to me? Why am I burnt out? However, we're going to look at that whole aspect of getting burnt out and how we can remedy that as well. So the first year that we were homeschooling, 
I've told this story a little bit, but I think it's important to remind anyone who hasn't heard it or to tell it again, uh, to remind anyone who has heard it, I should say, or to tell it for those who haven't. The first year, and I won't get into the whole story of the challenge of the first year, but the first year when we were homeschooling, I really went into the whole thing with a childlike faith. I totally was surrendering this to God because I had no clue what I was doing. And I totally was taking a leap of faith. I knew God was calling me to do it. I didn't want to do it, but I knew he was calling me to do it. And so we stepped out in faith. I didn't really know much about homeschooling. And that first year, I just completely uh, took a step without knowing the outcome. And that was an amazing thing. Like I look back at that and I'm like, oh, to have that childlike faith now. Because when I say that, that first year, somebody had given me kindergarten curriculum. I said, oh, you're going to homeschool. Here's some kindergarten curriculum. Pass it down to you. I took it and I was like, great, I'm ready to homeschool. Until somebody said to me, another homeschooler, oh, that's what you're using? And I was like, yeah, well, it worked for my friend, so it'll work for me. Honestly, I didn't know there was anything else out there. I didn't really, this is how naive I was. I didn't know there was any other curriculum. (laughs) I didn't even know I was supposed to look at any others. I was like, oh, so-and-so gave me their curriculum and I'll use it and all will be well because God called me to do this. And so I got that little bug in my head that first year that said, oh, that's what you're using? You haven't looked elsewhere. I mean, I almost can hear it's not that this friend at all was Satan. I'm not trying to imply that, but it's almost like in the garden, right? Oh, did God really say that? Like, here you are perfectly content with your choice and you get this little, this voice. And by no means was it my friend. She was just asking a question, but then it was me later on saying, hmm, Maybe she's right. Maybe I do need to look at other things. Because she said to me, you haven't looked at anything else? And I was like, no. Um, But then I thought, wow, I better look at other stuff. What am I doing? I went from childlike faith to taking my eyes off of God and putting them on others. Now, of course, it's helpful to have a clue what you're doing. Like I said, I didn't have a clue. It is helpful to research. And it is helpful to know, you know, what curriculum you're using. However... I think for me, again, whenever I tell these stories, I'm not trying to put it on anybody else and say you're wrong. This was just for me. I think for me, it took my eyes off the main purpose of why I was doing this. And quite frankly, it was because God told me to. There was no other reason really that mattered. It was that God told me to. And because he told me to, he would equip me to do it. So I took my eyes off of that and I started looking at other things and, uh, you know, that second year of homeschooling came around and here I was completely feeling like a failure. I went from childlike faith to confidence in God and what he had called me to do to I'm not doing a good job. Look at those people on the internet. Look at all those books about homeschooling because really back then the internet wasn't a big thing for me because I didn't have Facebook or any of that stuff. But, you know, I would go to certain homeschooling websites or forums. That was like the thing where people talked about their questions. But I would read a lot of homeschooling books. I got the magazines, things like that. And I would say, hmm, I really don't know what I'm doing because I don't have any of this together like these people do. And then I started looking at all the curriculum catalogs and comparing all the different curriculum. And you know what happened to me that year? 
that was the second year we were homeschooling, I was completely burnt out by January. I went from the first year loving what we were doing and thinking this is the greatest thing on earth to the second year like, oh my goodness, I'm a failure. My kids are failures and I'm going to put them in school. And that January, I went and I looked at the local Christian school. Um, however, I never ended up putting her in there, obviously. But, you know, I started to get burnt out. Now, I think part of that, I'm just going to say it. I think January, winter time, is a very natural time to feel burnt out because you're mid-year, you're really feeling um, like, you know, you got off to that good start, but you're not quite in enough where you can see the end of the year. <laughs> so you're in this weird vortex of January. And so it's easy to get burnt out in the in the middle of the year. So I think that's what happened to me partially. Um, plus it's cold. You're not able to go out that much, you know, um, a lot of people become depressed in January. So all of that coupled with the fact that I was completely burnt out by January because I was starting to look at everybody else. See, I started out the homeschooling journey doing it in God's strength because quite literally, I didn't have any any ability to do this on my own. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I just knew that God was calling me to do it. And I very quickly by the second year thought, hmm, that was a great first year. I know what I'm doing. Ha! And you know what I mean? That you let pride get in the way and you start to think, well, if that year was great, how can I make it even better? And you start looking at all these other things. I very quickly took my eyes off of God and my purposes and the fact that he called me to do it. And that really leads to burnout for most of us. I would say that most of us, if we're at that point where we're feeling completely burnt out to the point of wanting to quit, it's probably because we've stopped relying on God and we have started relying on ourselves. And we are completely kind of taking him out of the equation and saying, woe is me, I'm a failure, woe is me, I can't do this, woe is me, everybody's doing it better than me. Rather than, I serve a mighty God. He has called me to homeschool. He'll equip me to homeschool. Yes, I'm having a hard day, but how can I lean on him today? Yes, this is difficult. Yes, this is challenging. Yes, this may be January and it's depressing, but I serve a God who wants to give me all that I need. We don't look at it like that. We look at it as this is hard. Woe is me. I'm having a hard time. And listen, I'm not out there like convicting you if you're feeling that way because you're talking to the number one person here that has gone through this, you know, woe is me. This is hard. I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. So I am not here to convict. I'm here to encourage you that if you're in that place, take your eyes off yourself for a little bit and say, you're, I can't do this actually. But God can. You know, when I first decided to homeschool, many of you know that my parents were very much against me. And, you know, I had all these questions of, you can't do this. You're not disciplined enough. You're not, uh, you weren't a good student in school. You're not organized. You know, you're not um, a teacher, all that kind of stuff, right? And guess what? I look back on that and I'm like, you know what? They were right. It was like, you can't do this. And I'm like, you know what? They were right. I couldn't. But God could. Of course I couldn't do this in my own strength. In my own strength. No way. But when God calls you to do something, he will equip you. 
So that was me very early on. I took my eyes off of the Lord and onto myself and onto everyone around me, which brings me to the next topic, the comparison trap. Nothing is going to make you feel like you want to quit more than the comparison trap. And I've talked about this endless times on the podcast, when I speak at conventions, on the blog. But there is always someone out there who needs to hear this. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. I can say this with 100% surety for you now, now that we're at the end of our journey. What I did in my homeschool was unique to my homeschool. My homeschool did not look like anybody else's, maybe different pieces of it. But overall, this was the journey that God called us to. And we quickly will want to throw in the towel when we start looking at everybody else. Again, it's taking your eyes off of God and his plans for your family, which are unique for your family. See, that's the beautiful thing. He has a different purpose for each family in their homeschool. And he has a different journey in mind for each family in their homeschool. And it's not supposed to look like anyone else's, right? Does your Christian walk look like anyone else's? Does your life look like anyone else's? No, that's the beautiful thing. God has a unique purpose and plan for your family individually and how he wants to grow your family, how he wants to work in your family. And when we start looking at what everybody else is doing, we end up coveting. And that's a sin. We're breaking a commandment because we want what someone else has, whether it's in life or in our home school. And we might compare what our kids can or can't do compared to other children, what we can or can't do compared to other parents, what their family is using as far as curriculum, how their home looks, how their homeschool room looks. And these things are a distraction. It's nothing more than a distraction. When we start to measure ourselves against others and not against what God has for us, it's a complete distraction. And Satan would like nothing more than to distract each homeschooling family from their purpose. So the comparison trap, end it. Don't Go and start looking at what everyone else is doing and feeling like you're inadequate or you're not doing it the same because you're not supposed to, right? Everybody's schedule is different. Everybody's family is made differently. There's certainly um, something good that can come out of gleaning from others and learning from others. I'm never saying that that's not okay. I have learned so much from others who have mentored me on this journey. I have learned so much from the abundance of information and resources and helps out there. In fact, I've written books and I write, you know, about homeschooling and speak about homeschooling. So I know others are listening to me. However, never listen to me above God. Always listen to him first. I always say this when I speak at conventions. I'm happy if you can be encouraged by my stories or, you know, you can be inspired or motivated or you can learn something. But that's, that's you know, where we leave it at. We don't try to copy what someone else is doing. So you can glean all you can from others, but don't try to copy them. 
you know what I'm saying? It's helpful to get resources. I love speaking at conventions because I love that there's a humongous community out there to support homeschooling. But there's a very quick and fine line that happens when people go to glean and then they end up feeling inadequate because they don't look like it or they get overwhelmed or they start to want to copy what other people are doing. You know, think if that worked for them, that'll work for me. And so we have to remember the comparison trap will cause us to burn out very quickly. So if you're in that place where you're feeling like you can't hang on anymore, number one, look to Jesus, to God. Say, why did he call me to this journey? Get back to relying on him and not yourself. Number two, take your eyes off what everybody else is doing and ask God to show you. God, what is your plan and your purpose for my family? What is the reason that you have called me to this journey of homeschooling? Get your eyes off of others and on to yourself. Now, if you're a new homeschooler, maybe you're just starting out and you're so overwhelmed that you don't even want to get started, right? I want to tell you to hang on as well. I don't want to go as far as to say every single person out there should homeschool. Do I think homeschooling is the best option in the entire planet? Yes. (laughs) But that's not my business to tell anybody what to do. They need to discover that for themselves if that is God's plan for them. So I am not God. I'm not telling everybody what to do. But if you are out there and you're feeling called to this journey by God and you are ready to throw in the towel before you even get started, I want to tell you to hang on. Do those things that I just spoke about. Speak to God, ask him to lead you, and don't compare to others because that is when you will um, feel defeated before you even get started, right? I look at it now and I think, boy, oh boy, if I was a new homeschooler in this day and age, I probably wouldn't even do it. Honestly, I would look at all those blogs and Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and say, I'm not cut out for this. I don't even think I could do it. And so if you're in that place, don't look at all those things. Open your Bible. Speak to God about it. Let him decide if this is, you know, what he has in store for you. And then hang on because you're on for in for a wild ride. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing, homeschooling. I think we, it's a lifestyle. It's a way of life and we make it almost scary by making I mean it is a huge responsibility yes our children's education is a huge responsibility but with God we can't go wrong so we make it into this big scary thing when it really it's a beautiful beautiful journey and um, you know I know another reason I want to tell you guys out there to hang on is if you have little ones if you have a bunch of little ones right now and you're homeschooling and, and we're going to talk about teens in a minute, so I'm not going to leave you out because I've been through it all now. <laughs> but if you have a bunch of little ones and you're feeling like, I can't do this, there's too many, they're overtaking my household, and it's ridiculously hard. High five, I hear you. I've been there. And I remember the early years. You could barely function some days. And guess what? I know that everyone says this and it's so cliche but it's just a season I promise you now that I'm out of that season it's a beautiful thing to look back and say wow God really got us through that I know it's not good advice while you're in it to say the time is short and someday you'll look back and all that I know that doesn't help one bit 
although it's true, I know that doesn't help one bit, but it does help to just have somebody that's been through it, me, say to you, it will get easier. Certain aspects will get harder and certain aspects will get easier, just like anything in life. But the time of the neediness and the dependence on you does get better. Your life is going to change when you can finally leave your kids home alone. (laughs) When you can walk out that door and get in your car and be like, I don't have to take them all with me, right? It does get easier. And if you have a whole bunch of children and you have... um, you know, I, feel, I, mean, I have four. So when they were all little at once, I felt like. And uh, quickly, though, the older ones start to get older. Well, they all get older, but you know what I mean? The older ones start to go into the role where they can help. And that becomes so much easier. Like I always say, my fourth was easier than my first because my fourth, I had all these little helpers. You know, you have, um, my oldest was seven when he was born. So you have somebody to really an extra pair of hands. And then it just gets better as they get older. And, you know, quite frankly, now that I have teenagers, I feel like they take care of me. (laughs) They do everything. (laughs) So it gets better. I promise you. That part of it, I want to tell you, hang on, hang on. And if you feel like you can't, like, If you really feel like you're just going to lose it, it's just so difficult. You need to have a really good support of friends, your husband, a family member, you know, somebody that can encourage you through that time. Um, I know that there's many people out there who may not even have that, but I would encourage you to seek out someone for that kind of support because it's really, really important when you're feeling like you really just can't. You need people to speak truth into your life and say, I promise you it will get easier. Um, If you're out there and you're feeling just so despondent that you're like, no, I'm just, I can't hang on, then I encourage you to go speak to a professional or to a pastor because then this is beyond the scope of this podcast. But I'm talking about like the, you know, the, the feelings of us with our kind of normal overwhelm where you feel like this is just hard. I'm not talking about somebody that's really suffering and feels like they can't hang on. Please go seek a professional or a pastor if that's the case. Um. So then I also wanted to speak to you about teenagers because then you're going to say, Karen, I don't have little ones. I'm in the teen years. I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. I can't hang on because this is hard. You know, I always dreaded the teen years. I think that's partially because I was a horrific teen. I was not a Christian. I was rebellious and I was living in dark places. Um, So of course, my experience with teens was my own teenage years and they were horrific. But thankfully, you know, God saved me from all that. And I've been able to raise my children at home with me and raising them to know the Lord. And so there's nothing to fear when God is in control, right? And so I'm very fortunate because I feel like, you know, we've had a few bumps in the road with teenagers, you know, all the teen stuff. But overall, I think homeschooling has really allowed us to be such a close-knit family and my kids so close to each other that it has really helped those teen years immensely because we are, like I said, we're close. We are a close-knit family. Is it perfect? No. Have we had bumps in the road? Absolutely. Um, But with God at the center of them, you know, we can hang on. God will see us through 
it. I absolutely adore having teenagers. I love my teenagers. You know, there's that little bit of sentimentality that people have like, oh, the baby years. But quite frankly, I wouldn't want to go back. The teen years are incredible. You have these young people living in your home. They're funny. They're wise. They're smart. They're capable. And it's an amazing feeling to have these people, you know, these grown people living in your home that you can, you know, joke around with, talk about more deeper issues with. Um, you know, of course, teens get a bad rap out there in this in this culture, like, oh, teenagers and, you know, they're moody and this and that. Quite honestly, I, I adore having teenagers. I'm moody myself. Who would want to... <laughs> You know, like I look at that and I'm like, we're all, we all have our flaws, but overall, if you have built a really good foundation in your family, you know, we read our Bible every single day together. We pray every single day together. We keep things out in the open. We talk about things. And I think that helps, um, build that really good foundation. So when you get into the teen years, they're not quite as scary as you think, um, So I want to tell you, if you have teens, hang on. There's going to be good days and bad days. Of course, everyone gets moody. Like I said, I myself included. Um, But, you know, hang on. Because when you get to this point where we're at now, especially seeing my daughter preparing to go to college next year, I'm like, I cannot even believe, like, we did it. I always say we did it, but really I know God did it. We meaning God, him, and my daughter. (laughs) Um, God, me, I should say, and my daughter. Uh, We did it. You know, we did it. He called me to this. We had many difficult years. We had many difficult seasons. It wasn't always easy as it's not supposed to be. Like get it out of your head that it's going to be easy. If you're going into the homeschooling journey or you're in the homeschooling journey and you're like, this is hard. Why is this hard? Then you need a little bit of a reality check, right? Nothing worth doing in life is easy. So don't be surprised by the times that it's hard. That's what God's using to grow you and your children. Embrace it and say, how can we grow through this? I mean, nobody wants to embrace difficulty. I get it. I know that. But it tells us to do that in the Bible. And you know what? I believe every word of the Bible. So I'm going to say, consider it all as all joy because this is how God is going to help teach us perseverance and help to grow us and help increase our faith and so much more. So, you know, embrace those times and say, how can I get closer to you, Lord, through this? Hang on, homeschooler. It does not have to be an all or nothing thing. If you're in the midst of a trial or a hard season, it doesn't mean you have to quit. It just means you have to push through. And perhaps God is calling you to quit. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not God. I can't say in your life what you are or are not supposed to do. So that would be something that you would really need to take, you know, to prayer and and, um, communication with the Lord over, you know, getting in your word and really praying over it. But I believe the more we are in our word, the more we're praying um, about these things, the easier it is to hear his voice and to understand if this is really the path he has chosen for you. And it becomes quite clear. And so as a mom, has gone through from beginning to end and has, like I said, been through many difficult seasons, many difficult days. We've also had our fair share of huge joys, huge celebrations. And I can't even believe that we're about to enter 
you know, this season now where we're getting to the end. And I can't imagine how I'm going to feel on that graduation day. Like we're in the middle now of planning the graduation day with the local group. And just the thought of it is it's an, it's not about even homeschool. It's just such a testimony of what God can do when you completely surrender your plans for your life to his will for your life. He blows the doors off of our plans and he gives us abundantly more. And so I can't even believe that we're at that point and that we're going to actually graduate and send her off to college. It's an amazing feeling. It's a good feeling. I'll admit that. It's a wonderful feeling to have that kind of plan in place and to see that it worked. It worked. And so when I start to kind of stress then about the ones following her, you know, then I have a 16-year-old, 14-year-old, and 10-year-old behind her. And of course, there's many days where I think, you know, what if, you know, the plans don't work out or whatever for this one, or we're having a struggle. I just have to remember, God will work it out. You know, I said to Steve recently, I cannot believe the amount of sleepless nights I have had over the years over this homeschooling journey. Like there were many nights where I was up at three in the morning, completely filled with anxiety and fear that I had ruined my children. They didn't know enough. They weren't prepared. Um, What if they never got into college? You know, what if I made the wrong decisions? And to be able to now be on that other side and look back and say, what a waste. First of all, I could have been sleeping. (laughs) I was up on those sleepless nights worrying for nothing. However, I'll look at it as those times gave me more time to spend with God and to really get on my knees in prayer, quite literally sometimes. Um, But, you know, what a waste to worry when God knew what he was doing all along. My job was to seek him. See, that's our job as homeschoolers is to seek his will for our homeschool. Not what Instagram says, not what Pinterest says, not what Facebook says, not what the ladies at co-op say, not what the people at your church say, not what your family says. Your job is to seek what he says is his will for your family. That's it. In a nutshell, if you're feeling like you can't hang on, You go after and turn off all the other voices and go listen to his voice. And he's going to tie a knot at that end of that rope and he's going to help you to hang on. I promise you, you cannot go wrong if you are following God. So I hope this encouraged you today, whether you're a homeschooler or not, whether you're in any situation where you're feeling like you just can't hang on, seek his will for your life. Seek him and the rest always falls into place. So thank you for listening. I encourage you, if you um, are listening on iTunes and this podcast has inspired you or encouraged you or blessed you in any way, if you could rate and review it, that really helps me to get my message out there to more people. I'm so thrilled that our podcast is reaching more and more people every single week. The numbers just keep growing. We have tripled. Um, we're, we're nearing quadrupled in the amount of listeners since last year. And that blows my mind. I'm so excited about 
about that. Um, and I just thank you guys for listening and continuing to share the podcast with others. If you are a homeschooler, I will be speaking starting next month. I'm so excited um, at Teach Them Diligently. Next month, I'll be in Arkansas. And in April, I will be in Waco, Texas. And in May, I will be in Denver, Colorado. I'm just doing those three homeschooling conventions this year. I've cut my schedule down a lot because, like I said, my oldest is graduating and I want to be here as much as I can to savor every moment of it with her. So thank you again for listening and until the next time I wish you blessings and joy.